first episode. This is the first podcast of the Donut Hour with Brad Henshaw. I'm Brad. How's it going? If you hear any noises in the background, that's my baby crying. Uh, if you hear any other noises, my wife is sitting next to me on the computer. I'm drinking a Guinness. We just got the babies to bed. So I figured what a, a perfect opportunity to get a podcast rolling. So so what is the Donut Hour? Why, who is Brad? Well, I was born and raised on the east side of Indianapolis. I graduated from Warren Central High School. I briefly attended the University of Indianapolis as a theater major. When I say brief, I mean it was brief. I thought it was more important to drink beer than to go to class, so it didn't end well. Oddly enough, I ended up uh, getting into a career in law enforcement, which is what I do now. That's what uh, pays the bills. I've been doing that since my early 20s. I'm 36 now, and that's that's uh, that's. My, my other passion. My first passion, though, was performing arts. I, uh, since I was a kid, I've been involved in plays, and I've been involved in stand-up comedy, and that's, that's what I love to do. Well, you know, I'm married. I have two little kids, and with my job, I don't have a, a whole lot of opportunities to express myself. So this is what this podcast is about. This is me just being silly and getting uh, just trying something new and taking a risk. What I'd also like to do with this podcast and kind of the goal of it is that I think that there's a lot of really cool, interesting, strange, talented people in Indianapolis, Central Indiana, Indiana in general, and I and I want to talk to them. I want to find out what makes these people ticks. What what makes what what projects are they involved with, and you know, and how they're getting along. What if failures they've had along the way, and how they've overcome them, and then their success stories. What makes them successful? What are the tricks of the trade? What are the daily habits that they have that make them a success, that make them successful? And so that's, that's kind of where the podcast is going to start, and we'll see where it goes from there. You know who I always wanted to be? I always wanted to be David Letterman. You know, Letterman's from Indianapolis. I'm from Indy, obviously. And I, that's, that, was my go-to, that was my go-to show yeah. late at night before I went to sleep because I'd always watch Letterman. And obviously I'm not going to be the next David Letterman. I'm not going to be on CBS. And you know who that reminds me of that is Gary Shandling. If you've never seen the show, the Larry Sanders show, it starred Gary Shandling. I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to be Larry Sanders in the Larry Sanders show. And if you're not familiar with Gary Shandling, he was actually offered um, like a late night position like a Letterman or a Leno uh, but he thought it would be more interesting to do a show about a late night show, and I always thought that was fascinating. And I wanted to, I wanted to be him as a kid. So I've always I, I was the on screen and behind and behind the screen always fascinated me as a child. You know who I I was just thinking about is I went down the YouTube rabbit hole the other day, and I. Uh, stumbled upon an old Christian Slater movie called Pump Up the Volume. And I don't know if you, if anybody's ever seen that movie. It was made in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And Christian Slater's character had a ham radio. And he would speak, he would disguise his voice and speak into this ham radio. And other you know, classmates of his would also have, be on the other end of this radio. And, he, and it was almost like the first podcast because he'd be speaking to people, uh, his classmates. And, and even though they're all different, you know they're all the same in that they're, you know they're they're just looking for acceptance. They're just looking to be you know treated like anybody else, and they're trying to f they're find their way through life. And 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 Slater was that voice. Uh, 
And I thought at that time, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have my own ham radio and speak into it. And hopefully, you know, I had this fantasy that my other classmates would be listening and, you know, I'd be discussing my teenage angst, which at that time when I saw the movie was, I didn't really have a whole hell of a lot of any angst. I was playing a lot of Madden football and probably trying to get my hands on the next or on the, uh, was it the Lion King soundtrack? And that was about, the, about around about that time. I really love that soundtrack. You can't go wrong with Elton John. So that's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be Christian Slater. I wanted to have my hair slicked back. I wanted to be. I wanted to be Christian Slater in the movie Cuffs. It was. It, it, he was a uh, a punk kid, and his brother uh, was an officer in just like this privatized almost police force in San Francisco. And he ends up getting killed, and and. And Slater, I think, witnesses that, and so he goes to avenge the death of his brother, and he had a really hot girlfriend in the movie, and I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to be Christian Slater, and I want to, and even at like 10 or 11 years old, I'd slick my hair back. I'd just end up looking like the biggest doofus you could possibly imagine, but that's who I wanted to be. If you think about other Christian Slater movies, there was, oh my gosh, what was uh, the True Romance where he ended up going on a date with a call girl, like marrying her the next day, found out that her pimp did her wrong, so he goes to confront him, ends up murdering him, and then steals a suitcase that I think had drugs in it, and then they end up getting chased by the mob throughout the entire movie. And that, as a young man, gave me an idea of, you know, how to sweet talk a woman, how to romance a lady. Speaking of women, she's... Some say, yeah, right. She, my wife, Morgan is sitting here and she's looking at me i'm actually looking up christian slater right now to see what's going on you, you've never seen christian well, slater no yeah but i mean i when it pulled up on google it was him in his probably 50s and i was like who the heck is this but then i typed in that yeah christian slater and of course i recognize him right but. right <clears throat> that's that's who i wanted to be and i and uh, I, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of people already, like that you've, um, you know, like brought in to the intro, and I like don't know anybody. <laughs> you know Letterman though. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know um, Letterman, and I don't, and, and I don't ahead. know if you know who Gary Shandling is. He ended up, no. he passed away a couple of years ago. I'm looking him up too. He was brilliant. So Gary Shandling uh, wrote a number of shows, uh, and I think it was the late '70s, early '80s. He was part of the uh, early years of the Comedy Store. Fantastic writer. He's done a bunch of movies. I think he was an Iron Man. Uh, he was just great. He was just a, a genius. I, th- I think. Did you say Shandling? Gary Shandling. Judd Apatow, about a year ago, did. So is a, it this guy? Yeah, that's oh, Gary. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's Gary Shandling. He played Larry Sanders yeah. in the Larry Sanders Show. If you're listening and you don't and and you and you want to get a basis off uh, who Gary Shandling is, uh, Judd Apatow did a documentary on HBO about, a, I think it came out around about a year ago, but I think about this time a year ago, and it's amazing. It's so good. So that's who I wanted to be. <clears throat> I don't know. I always have to um, get people out on, on my Google app, speaking of, and just taught you how to use a Google app. Welcome to 2019. Thank you. I just would go to the browser. Yeah, and then look you up- typed in literally every single time. Google.com. <laughs> no, would. that's not true. I would, no, I would just no. True. I would type in what I'm looking for, and then it would just appear. And then I'm like, okay, then I'll, I'll find my way <clears> through there. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I said, hey, what's your Google app? And you didn't have one. 
Well, so. well, now I do. Okay, well, now. you're welcome. Thank you. So that's that's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. So speaking of, and I mentioned that we have two kids. So um, I kind of was zoning out during the intro. So of I actually, course, thanks for paying attention. <laughs> I actually have no idea what you said, but did you like mention their ages or? No, it was annoying. No, so you just said the, that yeah. we have two kids. So we have Irish twins, and I hope that's not derogatory to someone. It probably is, but that's. You know, having two kids in uh, one year, my poor wife. You must have, you know what? I wouldn't know if Irish twins would be considered a slang term, but um, my boss said the word ghetto twins. Oh, jeez. Can I say that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> ghetto twins, Irish twins. Oh, my gosh. So she said, <clears throat> you're offending people when, it's, when you say Irish twins. Those are ghetto twins. And I don't really know what that meant. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not going to explore that any further, so I don't get... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Ghetto Twins is a little bit more... Derogatory? Yeah. I, I don't know. What do, what do you guys think, think out there? Word. No, you can the, say Ghetto. No, I can't say the derogatory. You've had like half of a glass of wine. I know, it's wine. really hard for me to say. So anyway, we have... Okay, anyway, yeah. So Irish for twins. those who don't know what Irish Twins is, go ahead and Two kids and one year. That. So our first daughter, Maylee... Um, just just amazing and, and and she was a surprise but that's okay and man i felt bad because i made my wife before we found out like a couple of days before we uh we found out she was pregnant we were sitting on the couch watching some stupid show and i was like hey you want to do some shots of whiskey and she goes yeah and so we did yeah, it was Walking Dead. I remember. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, we were watching, and we were into this binge Walking Dead phase. And I can't remember, you know, it was like probably mid-season of like season four, I think, three or four. Right. It was like no special day, no special occasion or event that we were... Celebrating. It was no, just... we were just watching Walking Dead in our sweatpants on a Monday night. You know, do you want to do whiskey shots with me? I'm like, yeah, I do. So we found out a couple of days later after that that she's pregnant, and she's like, oh, no. But it, it ended up being fine. Of course. Kid. You know, the nerd I am, I was looking what day I, the baby probably was, you mm-hmm. know, gestational age. Right. Right when the spinal cord is forming, probably like day, I don't know, 34. It's day 34, and you're taking whiskey shots. It's fine. It's, she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> no she's, problem. she's fine. And I would like to clarify, it was... Probably just one, knowing myself. Right. And whiskey. Yeah, right. So I was probably the one taking multiple <clears throat> shots, encouraging her. But she took one, so whatever. So, and then I would like to also have a disclaimer that I didn't continue to ta- I didn't continue taking whiskey shots throughout the next nine months. Oh, I did. <laughs> I sure did. I think the very first time we went out, you said, "Oh no, I won't. I won't have a beer. I'll." I won't drink. I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a driver for nine months. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that to you. And then you didn't. You you didn't. I forget. It was like some special event or night or something when mm-hmm. you could have. And you chose not to partake in alcoholic beverages. And then, like, so I thought, oh, my gosh, is this husband of mine going to do this the rest of the nine months? No, that was very really <laughs> short-lived. <laughs> well. You did it for that one day and one day only. And then I think you realize on the way home. I literally have a driver for nine more months. Yeah. So, no, and and, yeah, and I suggest that too before you fellas out there because you know, just, yeah, take advantage of it. 
take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of having a good driver. A driver. A driver. I would what? say a no, good driver. I, that is not, that's not funny. <laughs> well, okay. But no. So. But side note, for real, everyone should have a driver at all the time. Not just when Well, of course, pregnant. a designated driver. Yeah, yeah no doubt. We're actually really into that. Yeah, yeah, being in law enforcement yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah, not getting yourself in trouble yeah. or putting others at risk. Just Uber. There's it, there's way too many easy ways to safely get home now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so back to the Irish one thing. So we... So we yeah, had Maylie. We have Maylie. We have Maylie in December, and life is great. And, you know, it's, it's, it's everything they say it is when you have a kid, and, you know, your perspective changes. And Also... Um, not only did we have a baby on the way that was a surprise with Maylee, we also just bought our home. Right. I think, isn't that how we... We bought our home, uh-huh. and then we probably conceived a child. That the, the day that we signed. <laughs> that we were like, oh my gosh, we bought a home. We didn't even know we were doing this. Yeah. And so... And That's so, a whole other story we oh, probably could get into later. Yeah, well, well, yeah. That, uh, like buying a home on a whim. Oh my God. Yeah. How foolish. So... So yeah, so all in all in this short amount of time, buy home, new baby. We just got a puppy. Just got a puppy. Life's happening fast. And then we yeah, we bought like kind of like a semi fixer upper. Um, where it was not really like needed to flip, but we thought, Oh, let's just take this on and see if this is something we like. Right. Or something that we could do on the side. And then a couple of weeks later we found out we were pregnant. I'm like, I can't be pregnant. I have to flip a house. I have well, to YouTube. Yeah. Chip so, Gaines. Yeah. So Chip and Joanna, we, we got into uh, a sense that we can do that. Eh, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, I think that we did pretty good. I we mean, did. I was like 10 weeks pregnant tearing down walls with you yeah. and my dad. Yeah. And, you know, and also you, you inhaled all those paint fumes and mainly. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's fine. She's Whiskey. Fine. Fumes. All the dust from ripping up yeah, carpets and refinishing wall. floors. Yeah, no biggie, no big yeah, deal. she's all right. She's all right. I don't know about us, but she's <laughs> fine. So, yeah, we had her then December of 17. Right. And so time goes on. You know, the, the, the female body has its healing time after birth. And then so that first, <laughs> that first day, the first night that we could possibly have a date night, um, we get a sitter. And we don't go very far. Um, we live uh, not too far away from a restaurant and, um, that we could just Uber to. And again, Ubering because we're not. No. Trying. No, did I drive there first? Yeah, so then? we wanted to go to Oakham Barrel. Okay. Can I say that? For sure. Okay. Well, I did. <laughs> so we wanted to go to Oakham Barrel because um, at the time they had told me when I was doing my whole mommy breastfeeding thing that was. That the oatmeal stout oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was actually beneficial, or some people encouraged that. And for breast our, milk. Yeah, and our NP did that, encouraged um, some oatmeal stout every once in a while. So we're like, okay, let's just go to Oak and Barrel, I'll have a beer, we'll eat dinner, and then we'll go home. No big deal, right? Well, you also got one, and that's very unlike you. Like, we both don't normally do that and you're like i'm not driving i can't drive <laughs> we're gonna uber like we literally like i had one beer you had one beer and then we split the third beer <laughs> at the bar
bar, remember? Yeah, so yeah, I don't take chances. Yeah, I don't, we're I'm like, All right. very cautious. We're drunk. <laughs> we need an Uber after one and a half beers. So we um, didn't want to Uber home, so we Ubered to the bowling alley. <laughs> Yes. One of the one of the bowling alleys, the local Greenwood bowling alleys. So we go there. And I wonder how many times I've told this story wrong. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So we, we get there and you know, we get the lane set up and getting our shoes and getting everything on and you say, I'll get a couple of beers. And so and you come back with those jug cups, <laughs> those massive cups they of were beer. On sale. And that which is it's great, fine, whatever. Well, at this point we're Ubering, so who the hell cares? And we're having a great time and you're like, Okay, I'm gonna get some refills and so I'm a lightweight anyway, so I'm feeling great. And then she comes back. Uh, you come back with uh, <laughs> the worst tasting Jello shots I've ever had yeah. in my life. Yeah. They tasted like Windex. They were terrible. Well, I will. Y- yours was not that great. Mine was a lot better. I had orange. Oh, yeah, I and had, you had red, or red, vice versa. Wow, well, whatever I had was garbage. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> they were like homemade. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jello shots yeah, from for, the bowling alley. Yeah, probably not the <laughs> wisest decision, but whatever. You know, we're having fun. It's our first. It's our first oh, we date had a, night. We we had a blast. It's our first date night. It was just uh, us two. Yeah, living it up at a bowling alley. <laughs> just the two of us. Yeah, at a bowling alley. Yeah, it was awesome. We had so, a great time. You know, long story short, we Uber back home, and not that much longer later, Morgan finds out. She's pregnant with uh, with our second kid, and what a surprise! What a surprise that was. So yeah. you were going to the uh, Pink concert, right? It was yeah. on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. So about a year. So yeah. almost a year ago, uh, I went out to a brunch with some girlfriends, and actually, um, I didn't really know the girls that well. It was for a bachelorette party, so I knew the bride. Obviously, I was in the wedding um, mm-hmm. with a good friend of mine, and I didn't know any of the other bride. It was a uh, wedding that I was the first wedding I've been in that I didn't know the other bridesmaids or you know I was kind of like the odd man out really mm-hmm. um, it was the first wedding excuse me wedding that I did like that but it was awesome and so I was like meeting these new friends and talking to um, my old friend Justine at her bachelorette party for brunch and you know so I was just went back to work um, Maylee was I think 16 weeks old okay something really similar like around that age Mm -hmm. and we went to this awesome little brunch um place on mass ave i can't remember what it's called but it was awesome it was so good and this girl so my friend justine's friend um really good friend was clearly pregnant which we do not have time to speak about the whole etiquette about pregnancy this podcast but that will will definitely be coming up but anyway, so the etiquette is don't talk about someone being pregnant unless you are 100% positive. They and are. even then, it's probably just best they, they mention it. Yeah, let them. In. Anyway, so um, my my friend, the bride's friend, her mutual friend. So she's clearly pregnant, and we're talking about her baby and uh, just making small talk because I just had one myself and um, asking if it was her first kid and, you know, all that nonsense and anyway um Alyssa kept going on and on about how she had at the time like a nine-month-old I'm like what (laughs) what do you mean you have a nine-month-old and so um she was having Irish twins herself 
Um, and so the more um, this girl talked and talked, the more fear struck into my soul there on Mass Because <laughs> I was having a lot of the same symptoms that she was describing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the girls went on and did another activity, and uh, I needed to go home. Um, that was the plan anyway. The plan was for me to go home, um, nurse, and then go meet the the bachelorette group then that night. So on the way home, I'm thinking, you know what? I I I well, the only time I drank was the night of the bowling alley, and then I was planning on drinking that night at on Saint. So it was a bachelorette party. It was the pink concert, and it was St. Patrick's Day all in one on that Saturday. And you had Maylee, like, it was all set and what was going to happen. Like, I was, the baby was safe. You were cool with me going out for a night with the ladies. On the way home, I just, like, had this gut-wrenching feeling I needed to clear the air and make sure I wasn't pregnant a, before I had knocked some back. You came home with, like, a grocery sack <laughs> pregnancy test. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and what, you know what, the... What the we leave out of the story a lot of times is that your parents were here. Yeah, like we leave that part out. Yeah, well, when they we were, tell the story. Well, they, well, they were visiting. Mm-hmm. So they were just, visiting mainly. Like, yeah, just hanging out. And so they're they're hanging out, and and I'm in the front room, and I and I know you're going to take these tests because you've kind of mm-hmm. you pulled me aside and then like I've got this test and I'm feeling like I was talking to somebody and I'm like, yeah, like, like, well, I'm like everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry words. about it. If take the test, feel better, go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I went back in the front room to hang out with mom and dad. And, a little one and then I knew I knew I because my parents obviously didn't know that you had a grocery sack full of no they had pregnant. no idea yeah no so but I knew when I heard Brad from the back room and I was like oh no so but you know and it was it was a moment of panic yeah the first time I found out I was pregnant with Maylee I mean I, I, I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried I mean I cried for two weeks um, with our first baby. <laughs> um, and it was awesome at the, you know, now, but at the time, I don't know why I responded that way, but I did because I was just so scared and nervous and I didn't think we were ready and right. I didn't think the timing was right. And, um, so that was the first baby. And then with our second, our little boy, when I was pregnant and I, when I should have been crying, I, we were speechless. Like, we just kept looking at each other. We had nothing to say. We couldn't even say a word. Like, not yeah. both of us. We were just, do, I mean, <laughs> just what staring do you, what, at each other. You know, what do you say? You know, and and what it does, you know, to, to the body. Because you still hadn't necessarily, you know, you're still recovering mm-hmm. in, in a sense. So, it, and, and that was scary, too. Because, oh, my gosh, two, you know, two kids in one year. and I. Yeah, because I, I went back. I, I remember it so clearly. I went back to work on uh, March 7th um, last year for my first maternity leave. <laughs> and I work um, in the field of radiation. And um, with that, you have to uh, do things a little differently when you're pregnant. Like uh, most jobs <laughs> in the world, you do not have to declare a pregnancy, at least for a while, until until it's a little bit right. more obvious. But You had to wear a specific badge yeah, saying, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah, I'm- my field... Uh, I had to turn in a radiation badge that they monitor monthly when you're um, pregnant for gestational dose. 
And uh, so I, I went back March 7th, and then, of course, St. Patrick's Day is on March 17th every year, right? right yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was, like, one of those every Saturday or thing. So anyway, 10 days later, um, I realized I was pregnant, and so I remember going to my boss then on that Monday and saying, um, I need another badge. Man. And he just looked at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I guess we can get in, into this. It's because something that would just, yeah, just my, don't be th- this person. You know how that happens, right? Yes, I know. Yeah, I know how that happens. How, happens. how many kids? You, are you done? Are you, no, I don't know. I don't know if we're. Oh, if we're this done is. Now. I mean, I don't know how much time we have. If we need to wrap it up or whatever, but that's so, that's going to take another podcast. Just etiquette, pregnancy etiquette. One girl that I worked with. That I worked with, not someone that I don't know, like someone I would have to see every single day, asked me, so are you going to get fixed now? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean fixed? No, you know, are you going to get fixed? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, I am not going to get fixed. Oh, and then my new boss, so that's the other thing. I switched jobs mm-hmm. um, in between... Uh, last baby and this baby and my new boss the one that said i had ghetto twins said you're nasty <laughs> you guys are nasty yes. <laughs> I, I guess we are i, I guess yeah. we are but it's 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 then awesome she went back and said you're not nasty you guys just love each other well that was very sweet yeah i haven't heard that yeah she really did she really did say no that. well that was very sweet yeah and we do yeah and 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 i can't imagine a life without these two little kids no not it, at all. today was absolute chaos <laughs> with them nuts and that's you know that's why we're sitting at our dining room table right now talking to all 10 of you listeners out there <laughs> shout out shout out to all 10 of you you know guinness and wine and just kind of relax this is actually you know and even though we're probably this is the the longest that morgan and i have had a conversation with each other today just oh, because probably we, in months yeah it's just really is, it's just so much work. It's worth it, but it's just so much work. It's hard. Yeah, but it's the best. It's it's the hardest thing I've ever done, and it's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. I've ever done, and uh, wow. So, yeah, this this is this is a lot of what this this podcast was going to be. Just, I hope I could, uh, you know, people can relate to what we talk about. I hope people can just, you know. Yeah, well, I can't. I can't think of a different word or a better word. Just, just relate because you know we're two, just two real people with regular jobs, trying to raise a family, doing the best that we can. And I know you don't like the phrase, you know, when people say, "I mean, I'm just trying to survive." We're trying to do more than that. We're trying to to thrive. You know, we both have personal goals, and I know that people out here listening to have personal goals. We we both have struggles. Um, we both have challenges with personally, professionally. Um, we have a really good marriage, but you know we don't always see eye to eye on things. So that that presents its challenges too. But we we always work through it, and hopefully, people can relate. People can get something from this podcast, and not just with you know parenting, which I know we're going to discuss a lot because that's what's going on in my life. But just with other people that I'm going to have on. Um, uh, 
a podcast that I'll have on soon is, is one of uh, my best friends that I've known for years, Chelsea Anderson, who's the art, artistic manager for the Phoenix Theater, and just what, what her world is like and, and what's going on in the Phoenix. And I'm going to discuss, discuss a lot about stand-up comedy because that's one of my passions and how the Indianapolis comedy scene can can help you know, thrive. There's no reason why the comedy scene in Indianapolis couldn't be a strong one like some of these other cities. You know, obviously it's not New York or L.A., but there's so many talented people here in Indianapolis, and there's multiple clubs. And, you know, Helium Comedy Club just opening, Crackers still around, and there's some other small venues that um, host stand-up events. And there's improv comedy, too, with um, yeah, uh, comedy sports on Massachusetts Avenue. There's, there's so much out there that I, that I want to uh, talk about and, and just kind of give people a platform to, to talk about what they have going on and give other people an opportunity to get their faces out of their cell phones except for when they're listening to the Donut Hour with Brad Henshaw and go out and explore some of these venues in Indianapolis and talk about talk about and see what's going on. There's a lot that this city and this state has to offer and hopefully we can shed some light on that and talk about it and guys get to learn about who we are and my wife can tell some embarrassing stories about me and we'll go from there so this is the first the first podcast the first episode it is a little bit later in the evening when we're recording this i'd like to finish my beer no it's like midnight (laughs) what do you mean it's a little late in the evening (laughs) we go to bed at nine o'clock around here brad henshaw what do you Oh, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm just I'm just giving an excuse of why I, I might be winding down. But I do want to finish my drink, and hopefully we don't conceive a third child this evening. You're out of your mind. Yes. You're <laughs> out of your mind. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you get something out of this, and uh, we'll, we'll see where this takes us. All right. Good night. Hey, listen, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the views or policies of any agency, organization, or employer. Please don't fire me. Thanks again for listening.